no, we, you know, I mean, we, we just, uh, we, the bears are what we thought they were. What, what, what we thought they were. Say that one more time, play. Oh! One more time. Oh! One more time. So we told you guys we had a special guest on the show for you guys today. We are joined by Tyson Anderson, safety from the Cincinnati Bengals. An audience, don't start talking shit. We know that he don't play for the Chicago Bears, but he's a friend of his pod. <laughs> and a friend of our pod is always welcome. Talk to him, man. How you doing, baby? I'm doing good, man. I appreciate y'all having me on, man. It's been a minute since we, since we chopped it up. So it's always first time I was on the show. You feel me? It was fun. So you feel me? I'm just ready to get back. Let's see what we got to talk about today. I know it's going to be interesting. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, <laughs> <laughs> it's never a dull moment with the two of us, but hey, man, we just appreciate you for uh, for just yeah, carving out some time with us, man. Like, like we just got back from the Senior Bowl, and we were just like kind of talking to Tyson audience about how his family they held it down for him last season. We didn't have a family at the Senior Bowl this year, a dub that that was like down there representing like that, you know. And, and what Tyson said, you know, very humbly that it'd be kind of hard for another family to kind of come down there and do that. Uh -huh. The Anderson family <laughs> pulled up. Uh, yeah, you know, my family, my family representing every time, every time. Even with everything I had going on this year, I to, I don't think, I think they might have missed a couple games. How's Nana? Uh, she blessed. She good. She just, uh, she just retired. So we got to have her a little retirement party coming up soon. So that's fun though. She just retired. So she don't work. Kroger, they'll never see her again. So she turned turning up, going on her little trips, enjoying her little time off. So she happy. It's, that's what it's all about, right there, man. And and a dub, man. I can't wait so I can be like Nana out here in the retirement ranks. I got a little, <laughs> I got a little time left though. But Nana, you enjoy. Hey, it. don't we all? Oh, hey, <laughs> I was tired. I'd be probably streaming the game, playing the game too much. <laughs> what, what, so I mean, speaking of that, man, what, what you a Madden guy, two K guy? What, what you doing over there, man? Right now, honestly, I ain't lie. Before uh, the pod, uh, I was I was on the duty. I was on the duty. Okay, going crazy. Me and a couple of my bros on there going crazy. Got the headset and everything. The headset still right here. We oh, still I see you. <laughs> I see you. <laughs> playing no All season vibes. All season vibes. Yeah, man, Tyson ain't playing no games. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, I'll be on Madden, 2K, Warzone, Call of Duty. Then my, my big three, though. That, that new – uh, it's a new Harry Potter game that just came out that I got to uh, download. They say it's hard. So, I got to get yeah. on that. Yeah, somebody actually hit me with that. They told me that I need to go ahead and download that, so I'm going to have to look into it. I mostly try to stick to the sports games, but, man, when, he, when my one guy, he know don't come to me with no bullshit. He was like, bro, he said, it's nice. So I was like, all right, I'm going to see. Okay. We'll, we'll, yeah. I'm like, we'll see. You're about the third, fourth person to tell me that, so I got to down there download it ASAP for real because I've been kind of putting it off for real because I've been on Warzone so heavy because the new Rebirth Island just came out. So I got to, feel me, dabble in another avenue of gaming. I bet I, I, I bet our listeners is over here sitting over here like, man, they over here talking about gaming. What else does interview about to have? It's going to be a little bit of day. You know what I'm oh, saying? Yeah. It, it ain't always, always got to be about football, y'all. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And then we got to get, get deep. Yeah, we're we going to get deep over here. So, Tyson, you know I'm nosy. You remember that from the last time we mm -hmm. chopped it up. I got to ask you, miss, you know, you got your little NFL bag, you know what I'm saying, that came in. You was pushing the Pontiac. Was it a 2009 last time we talked? <laughs> 
on everything my old nine yet. Okay. You still pushing that or do we upgrade that nah, song? I had I had to put that one away. I had to put that away. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, but I had got uh I got the yeah. little uh, 2022 little Chevy Blazer, all black, blacked out, uh black rims, black everything. So that's like my little my little uh, my Batmobile, you feel me? Ooh, black on black, eh, dub? Black on black. Yeah, little sis got the um the Pontiac. So the Pontiac was passed down to me from Nana. I I took care of the Pontiac all through college, and I passed the Pontiac down to my little sister. And now we on the work. She feel me? Uh, potentially getting her a new car soon. Birthday coming up. Gray is good. She doing her thing. So nice. Yeah, I was so happy with my my Nana. She gave me my uh my car. I was just driving one of my parents' cars to school. Back and forth to school, spare car. He drive one of my dad's trucks. Then Nana came on Christmas with the whip. I said, "Oh my God, this for me!" <laughs> I said, "This for me, not me." <laughs> and had it all through college the whole time, pushing that yak. That yak put some miles on that thing. But you know what? That's a blessing. See, man, people, the real ones understand, man. When you were in high school, man, and they come through with the wheels for you like that, because. When me and A-Dub came from south side of Chicago, one too many of us driving to and from school like that. Yeah. So, man, to get blessed with the wheels, bro, that, man, I bet you but, was down there cruising, pushing that boy. <laughs> I, was, I was so happy, though, just because, bro, man, because when I first got to high school, I used to take the bus to high school. My high school was, like, probably, like, 20, 20 minutes away from my crib, a little over 20. So I used to take the bus getting up at, like, 5 in the morning to get to school. Our school started at uh, 8.10. I was the first bus stop. So as soon as I got the opportunity to hit uh, 16 and a half, I'm like, please go take me to the temp class. I'm in the <laughs> classes, me and my bro, uh, John Mitchell, still my bro to this day. We're in the classes, getting right in there. And then the first time I got my license, man, I'm not getting on that bus again. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, wiping out, sleep on my eyes. I'm tired. <laughs> I'm you tired. talked about Nana retiring. She, you retired that bus pass. <laughs> <laughs> Nana retired the bus pass for me. That's what's up. That's what's up, man. Did, did you uh, what? What you do for Nana, man? I, I know you know when we when we chopped it up with you the last time. We had a lot of our listeners. They hit us up. Mm-hmm. It was like, man, dope episode. But they were like, man, the way he talked about you know his you know his family, you know his his pops, his moms, his Nana. They like that resonated the most with us. But I gotta feel. I gotta figure you did something nice for Nana. No, yeah, we obviously we went out to food. Nothing crazy big because Nana, man, all Nana really be needing for real is call her every day. Send her some good morning texts. That's all Nana really needs. Nana is really a simple woman, sweetheart. Get her a couple pair of shoes that she can wear to the games. Get her some comfortable shoes so she can be walking around good. But Nana, real simple and easy. But right now I'm working on, obviously, just say, getting my little sister car, the whip. And then me and my dad, we about to, we, I, was t- I think I was telling you about the, uh, the semi-truck business that I was trying to start. So that's yeah. kind of getting in the flow, getting in the works. My pop's going to get his, um, his CDL license right now. So he... You know, we're getting that all going, and we trying to line up getting this semi truck going, and helping my pops get some more money in his pocket without really, you for me, taking too much out of my pocket. Because we really good at the end of the day. My family really don't. We really don't be needing much. It's always been we all we got, we all we need from since I can, since I was a little kid. So we good. We always been good. So we just trying to do good with the the couple couple uh, dollars that I got in my pocket now for real. So that's that's kind of our plan right now. Got some real estate opportunities going to with where I grew up at. It's just uh, it's a crib where I grew up at that my pops used to own. We trying to get it back so we can stay in our neighborhood and keep keep the neighborhood good and uplifted. 
two things in there, audience, that I, I just hope that y'all that y'all took nugget wise. So many people, man, they think just because someone goes to the NFL, gets drafted, gets that contract, that it's it's party time with the money. Mm-hmm. I love the fact that he's like, no, look, we're gonna take the resources that that I have, and we're gonna multiply. It. I'm gonna put my dad on, but then now he gonna take the, the business that we're going to have here. We're going to spread that. Cause then once y'all get the one truck going, what's going to happen next? Another and truck. Right. And two turning to four, four turning to six. And now people in my neighborhood who might've not been able to get the college opportunities and you can drive though, right? You got your license, you were dependable, you're responsible. You're going to be on time. All right. You can work with me. I can work yep. with them type of people, but if you yep. ain't that type of people, we can dap each other up. It's still all love at the end of the day. That's right. That's right. How you messing up my image and my my likeness because you're not on time, you're not trustworthy, you're not dependable. Yeah, it's too much, too much money to be made out here. Too much money. And on top of that, you give an opportunity. And I think that A dub, I mean, you and I talk about this for the people that we work with with our team. I'm the first person, man. If somebody comes to me like, hey man, I love what you guys are doing. How can I, how can I, you know, work with you guys? My number one thing to them is, what can you do to help us? We already is what we we already got a platform. What are I you going to bring to the table, right? Got to be an asset. Got to be an asset, man, because it's so many people, good. they see where you at. And I'm Tyson, I'm sure you probably deal with this all the time. You know, people probably come to you with all type of opportunities. And my, a lot of times I built, I feel like the opportunities are probably more self-seeking for them with a little in return for you. Mm-hmm. No, so, yeah, for sure. You for sure got to be cautious for sure about who you do business with what you do business with i always tell never to do business with family but i wouldn't be where i'm at without my family so me personally that's not really my belief system for real because i know the people that i kind of kick it with i know the people i really really rub elbows with and really be kicking it with all the time and i know they heart and like they know mine because i don't really kick it with too many people so the ones that i really kick it with i never got to question their loyalty i never got to question if they trying to backdoor me in some type of way because so we all didn't have nothing together. We all, when we didn't have nothing together, I still, we still go give me a bag of chips from the store. I still go, <laughs> we'd still be scr- scratching up change in, 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 in the crib. Like, so I never, all the people I kick it with really, every person I kick it with for real, we've been kicking it for 10 plus years. And that kind of reminds me of, you think about guys like LeBron, right? The people he grew up with who were very close to him that helped mm-hmm. him continue to work and they continue to evolve and grow together. And you seem to have that same type of circle around you when it comes to family and maybe even friends as well who are where you keep a tight circle where you all have been able to learn and continue to grow. We all just, every every one of my friends, every one of my family members I kick with, we all really got something going for each other, but we all might have took, I might have went straight and you might have went left a little bit, but we all kind of still coming to where we going to meet back up at. So right. it's it all be cool and all work itself out for real. And, I mean, so you mentioned the one thing with, with family. You're right, man. A lot of times they tell you don't mix family with business. But mm-hmm. as I talked to the audience <laughs> in the beginning of this thing, his family ain't the normal family. I was with Al, no, Al. You remember, man, last year at the senior bowl, when I saw them people turning up for him, I was Ooh. jealous, but not in the hate type of way. Right, I was more right. like, this is beautiful, man. I could yeah. move our people don't ride for each other like this. Facts and that was that you only see you really only seen a small handful because you see the draft party versus the yeah the, uh, yeah <laughs> that draft party yeah. went up <laughs> <laughs> nice and the crazy thing the crazy thing is that was all 
family and friends. I wasn't even no, it wasn't no outsiders. It wasn't nobody just, you feel me, trying to come kick it. It was everybody, every person, 10 years, my whole life, wow. eight years, whole life, 17 years. Been kicking it to the first time since I came to high school. My my day one bros from high school, just it's all it's all love. And I always had that love in my city though, because I always I always just treated people right and and nobody can ever say Tyson was doing somebody dirty. Tyson did something. No, Tyson just always kept it a buck with you. And you always seen him working hard. And he wasn't always he was never on no BS. So you stayed so on always principles, man. I always stood on my principles. Shout out to my pops. He he put them in me. So you talked about the, the the home that was in your family at one point and, and Dash trying to get that back right now. So what are you guys trying to do there with the real estate? Uh right now, honestly, we start we just cause obviously it's just a start. So yep. right now I grew up, I grew up on um the south of the Toledo. My dad got a crib on the side. I grew up on the south and the west of the Toledo. West side of Toledo, really where all my all my family at, really. That's where my dad was doing his thing at back in the day, and that's kind of our our safe haven, our neighborhood in Toledo, and on that and on that block. So I got a, I got a, my uncle, um, Uncle Tone. He did a I got a mural on that block. I got I got I got to see you a picture of it. It's dope. Yeah, please. I, I'm sure nice. gonna see a picture of it after this. It's a mural of me in my uh in my Bengals uniform uh and on the on the picket fence in the neighborhood and where we used to play football at growing up in the neighborhood, and on that neighborhood like three houses down to. We got uh, my pops. We trying to get the crib back right there where, where my dad used to own a crib at over there. And my whole family live on that neighborhood. So we just kind of trying to just keep taking care of the neighborhood. Because since I've been a kid, you can for sure, it's eight houses knocked down. It's 10 houses knocked down. It's abandoned house right here. It's like it's just a bunch of stuff going on. So we got to keep the neighborhood up because that without that neighborhood, to, it wouldn't be no Tyson. Without that neighborhood, it wouldn't be. No gorilla without that neighborhood, it wouldn't be no family for real. So we trying to just keep that neighborhood up and tight. That's what that's our priority right now. But we go venture off eventually once we get this up and going to our next project and to our next project. And then one of the things too that you talked about with us the last time you talked about service and how that was instilled in you. Have you been doing a lot of stuff with the Bengals with the NFL? What have you been doing just to kind of further kind of that footprint that you have in your in your community? Uh, yeah, they got some they got some programs. Um, obviously, like this year, I ain't really even told nobody yet. So you feel me? I'm really telling you. But uh, I played for uh, my I used to play for the McKinley Broncos for real. So the McKinley Broncos, I grew up playing with them. My cousin took me out there for the first time when I probably was like nine years old. And I played with them from nine years old till I went to high school. So about six, six years for real, six, seven years. So I went through the whole program and that, that same program still up and going today. And before I, after I got drafted to Toledo, I mean, after I got drafted to the Bengals, they had, a, um, they had, they had invited me up to the practice. So you feel me? I went up to the practice, kicking it with the kids, throwing the ball around me and my parents was up there vibing with the kids. And then they inducted me into the little league hall of fame. Oh, that's so slow. Hold, 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 hold on. Oh, we here. They got me. They got me the crazy trophy and everything. Oh, wow. Oh, look, 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 look. Wow, look at that thing. I see it. Crazy trophy. Just got that's my dope. Name on the McKinley, McKinley Broncos Hall of Fame inductee Tyson Anderson 2022. Got me right wow. here. And, that's and, awesome. this and I'm the first person inducted into, into our Little League Hall of Fame. They just started it with me. 
And we got a bunch of dudes who went to the league in Toledo, but no little league team that ever did that before. I ain't never seen that. So wow. me and my mom, we got we got something in the works. So we're trying to do something special for the kids and set something up for them for this summer. That's nice. Ooh, audience, first of all, that's dope, man. I ain't never heard of that either. That just goes to show you what you mean to that, that, that community. But we got an exclusive here on the show, y'all. No, that's <laughs> real. <You> don't know about <laughs> The McKinley Broncos don't even know that, so they go find out soon for sure. Dude. <laughs> Congratulations, first of all, on receiving that trophy, man. Well deserved, well earned, and salute to you actually giving back, man. That's just dope to see the recognition and how people salute you, man, for doing a, a, a phenomenal job, man. I'm quite sure that means a lot to you to knowing that you got something like this to be recognized for. No, yeah, real talk, because I know you from me. The city of Toledo is small. It's real small, and just being that somebody got to uplift the kids for real. Somebody got right. to, and I feel me, our youth for real going down. You feel me, a real dangerous path right now with all the gun violence and all the, the gang banging and stuff that's really going on in the city, and it's it's getting wicked. But just being that that little sign of hope when you see a little kid, and, and I got parents sending me uh tape, or you feel me, or they kid cutting up and doing their thing on the field, and just remembering that they remember that talk of the summer, and that talk in the summer, I barely can remember it. But for them, wow. that was everything. It's so it's just be something to just uplift the kids because they the future for real. And they the future of our city. They the future of our country for real. So if I can help two little kids out of 12 to I won. If I can help one out of 30, I won. As long as I can help somebody. And I just wish that more people had that thought process because, man, even if you only are able to pack one in a room of 100, right. you're still making a difference. And so many people are. forget that. Right, because that one go turn that that one he go talk to his bros, he go talk to his friends, his female boyfriends, and now we all right now you that one you affected turning to six, that six you affected now it turning to twelve, twelve turning to thirty, and now you feel me making real change in the world. We need it, man. We need it. You talked about the fact that when you came up, right, there's some people that's from your town that made it to the NFL. Do you recall any of those type of conversations that someone had that you know it kind of left you with a couple of nuggets where you were like. Mm, okay, this is gonna keep me on, on the path. Honestly, like we had we had dudes come in town, like the Jeremy Lincolns and Nate Washington, come speak to us. A couple of good high school hoopers, but majority of it all, man, for real, it was my pops. He okay. spoke everything, and to me, I yeah, he spoke it all. Yeah, I'm yeah, he spoke everything from going to college when I didn't even know what college was to always on me about the, the little details and just doing my homework, always on me about the little details of how you tie your shoe, always on me about the little details of how when you walk into a room, you act like you own the room, even if you feel uncomfortable. That's just what, so him, he did everything for me. And then I just to, fell in love with the football. <laughs> I fell in love <laughs> with the ball, period. And it just took me here and I'm blessed. That's what's up, man. And, and, and that's, the, we always talk about those recipes and it sounds like Pops, got them recipes yeah. and he put that into you. And then now you realize there's a responsibility that you are going to take the ball and run with it. And that was no pun, audience. That's just, it just <laughs> that way. <laughs> Land down that foundation, man. You got to salute the pops on that, man. Doing a phenomenal job with instilling some things in you that's going to take you a long way for you to instill if you had kids or whoever that you were being a role model for. And it looks like so far you're doing a great job at being a role model for a lot of youngsters. Yeah, I'll be trying to, man. I'm trying to, for sure. Well, you know what? With what you were saying there, Al, it's so true, man. When I watch the draft, when it comes to us, you guys know what I mean by us. 
Right. They're really quick to highlight the fathers that got locked up, the fathers that were on bullshit. The NFL does a terrible job with highlighting fathers that make them positive impact. Jalen Hurts' father, who's a coach. You don't right. hear them talking about his pops. Well, but if his pops was a drug dealer, if his pops got locked up, they'd be sure to talk about it. Your pops, Tyson. I feel mm-hmm. like they have to do a better job in this league of highlighting positive brothers because we need to see those stories. We need to yeah. see those examples because it's more of those than less of those. Yeah. Sadly, I mean, social media, you already know social media is like almost like a fake world for real. They highlight whatever they want to highlight and put on mainstream, whatever they want to put on mainstream. So it's kind of hard to fight that battle with social media for real because you really can't really control it for real. Be your, your true self because social media always gonna be so fabricated and fake. So I, I mean, don't really be posting a lot on social media for real. Yeah, you you keep it very chill. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he does. Social media just be social media for real. I I know who I am in real life. I know what I got. I know what I'm trying to do. I don't need the satisfaction of somebody liking my post to make me feel good for real. Oh, say, that <laughs> say that again. Say that again. Posting a workout, you'll never see me post. I'm a, I'm a grind in silence, and when my opportunity come, I'm gonna knock it out the park. Well, oh, because okay, well, I mean, let's we, we, let's get into it, right? So you know, rookie season, you, you mm-hmm. know, you had a setback with the hamstrings. So sure. this season, man, it allowed you time to sit there, get into that playbook, man, get acclimated to the NFL system, as you mentioned, grinding in silence. I didn't see you posting any uh, comeback or no rehab or no nothing, man. I was mm-hmm. like, I had I to just, check in. I had to check in a couple times. I'm like, Tyson, you good? <laughs> Straight, but this season for sure was obviously just rough for real. Just, you I mean, you coming into, all right, my senior year of college, you feel me? I'm all this, I'm all that. I'm playing a captain. And you come into a situation where you feel me? I'm not playing at all. But even when you're not playing at all, you still, they got me here for a reason. That's my that's my whole mindset. So, yeah, I'm sitting on the bench. I'm behind Von Bell, who had all pro season. Jesse Bates, top, top five. Safety in the league. Uh, I'm behind a special teams pro bowler, Mike Thomas, who a legend who taught me so much about the game and really Trey Flowers. Uh, so many great corners, so many great DBs, Cheeto Wuzier, Eli Apple, uh, first round safety, Dax Hill, Cam Taylor Britt. We got in the second round. I'm behind. I'm we with so many dudes and in my position, there's so many great players, and I'm just soaking up the game from Vaughn, seeing how he prepares, seeing how he how he attacked the weight room. Okay, bet. I'm in the weight room just like he in the weight room. I'm going to take that from him. Okay, Mike, Mike T, you a special teams legend. I know in this league, if I want to play, if I want to make plays, it got to start on special teams. Okay, you come out here early every day to work on your pump protection call. Okay, I'm going to add that to my little routine. When it's my, So when it's my turn, I'm ready. So, and that's, that's pretty much how this whole season was for me, for real, for real. Just understanding how Jesse, how Vaughn, how they all look at the game through and just learning concepts, learning obviously our scheme and then just trying to add it to what I already do good and what I can see what ways, see stuff that I'd see in a game that I can, okay, how you get a jump on that, Jesse? How you feel that? You just, okay, the quarterback, okay, he looked that way and you already know he was coming back. Okay, okay, I see what you see now. Vaughn, how you, how you, how you know the quarterback was going to the flats with the throw? Because, okay, we uncovered three, and that's where he – that's pretty much his reads that way. But you got to allow him to let him see the picture that you want him to see so you can make the play. So just learning from the, the vets, man. I had some I had some of the greatest vets ever. I ain't going to lie. They 
It just put me on so much game, and I'm so appreciative for them, for sure. And I can't wait to put it all on film next year, for real. Now, I'm not going to lie to you. I wanted you to come here to Chicago, but, I mean, if you was going to end up anywhere else, <laughs> Cincinnati wasn't a bad spot. I mean, they were in the Super Bowl, you know what I'm saying, the year before. So I'm like, that was a good spot for you. But you talked about the talent on that defensive side, but mm-hmm. if you look at the talent of that team as a whole, right, I mean, Super Joe. You know what I mean? Chase out there. I mean, man, please. I I, I feel bad for anybody out there trying to cover that boy. <laughs> no, he cold. <laughs> he a whole problem in the half, bro. Dang, things that you kind of <laughs> two whole yeah. problems. <laughs> but what were some things that you just got a chance to like kind of take here from like maybe even training camp, like just being out there getting reps in? Like, what were some of those mental things and even actual reps that you were able to kind of get to say? Saying I I'm in the league now. No, yeah, because obviously at safety, you feel me, I'm really never going to be really matched up against the Jamars, the T's, and all of them. I'm pretty right. much my world going to be on the tight end world. So once I figured out, like, all right, I'm good, I'm getting hands, I was always, I'm always confident. I ain't never lacked confidence for real. So being out there, I, I already knew I belonged out there. Or I wouldn't, it's no reason for you to even come and get me. There's no reason for me to even be as highly of a draft prospect if I was or I wasn't. And I know the work I put in. I know my preparation. So I never was really worried that you feel me about, dang, am I good enough? Dang, do I got what it take? Because I knew I got what it take. I, yeah, I know where I'm from. I know where my people done put in me. I know I'm ready for any moment. I know God wouldn't even have me here if I wasn't ready. So it was never no, really no fear or nervousness. Yeah, them boys for sure like that. Can't even lie, Joe Burrow, Jamar, Joe, all them, T, TB, Trent Irwin, Trent Taylor, like they all good and they own got And, yeah, they all great. And the biggest thing for me, the biggest jump for real was was the, just the quarterbacks for real because everybody fast, you feel me, everybody quick, everybody go be shifty. So I've been used to that. We had great receivers at Toledo that got me prepared for anybody. I, I feel like we had a good group of receivers. But it's that quarterback. It's the man behind the center. I'm talking about they throwing it. Joe is <laughs> not. He throwing it. He throwing it. I'm from one time in camp, boy, I got like an over. And I'm there. I go to dive out and, and deflect it. I'm talking about the ball went right past my hands. I said, <laughs> whoa, that's a dot. <laughs> yeah. I said, whoa, that's a dot. That's that's crazy. And that's all it be for it was that timing and the – the speed the throw is getting there, the, the touch that the quarterback's doing now. So once you get acclimated to that, it's it's on. <laughs> it's on. That's that's what's up. I gotta ask you about Eli, man. He uh <laughs> <laughs> He be like, he be, he be going he be going for folks, man. Like how's them conversations in the locker room with a guy like Eli? No, yeah, I mean Eli go be Eli regardless. I mean, you feel me? You love him, you love him because I love how he play. He got a real knack for playing a position in the corner. Real talk and. At that corner position, I mean, you got to have short memory because everybody go get beat. No matter if you the Jalen Ramsey's, the Jairs, everybody go get beat. So it's all about that next play mentality. And he always had that through his whole career. And he got the confidence to play. So, but yeah, but when Eli get in the modes, it for sure be, it for sure be funny. But that's when he playing his best ball, though. That's what I heard. He playing his best ball when he get in the modes. Yeah, that's always in the, it's always in the postseason, too, when he, when he, when he start cooking a little bit, too. You start to feel it. You be feeling it. That's my guy, though. Hell of a corner, though. Obviously, you know, this rookie year for you has been more taking the mental notes. You you mm-hmm. mentioned, like, the special teams of the Pro Bowl that you guys have there and some of, like, the things that you observe from his game. Looking into next season, 
how are you looking to integrate yourself into the plans for the Bengals in 2023? Are you looking more of that special teams route to get on the field? Or are you thinking like, hey, there could be some free agency upheaval here with the team. There could be an opportunity for me to maybe be there at safety. What's kind of like your mindset going into this 2023 season? Honestly, my whole mindset is to just leave no doubt. That's my mindset. Leave no doubt. Whether I'm a starter, whether I'm a rotational player, whether I'm just strictly special team, leave no doubt. Leave no doubt that you can go out there and help the team. Leave no doubt that you can go out there and be a contributor on every level. Leave no doubt that if, if they need you to start at safety this game, you're ready. Leave no doubt. And that's that's pretty much my whole mindset for real because I, I know what I can do now is just putting it on tape consistently and being who I said I was going to be. Leave no doubt. I like that. Leave no doubt. <laughs> Has there ever been any talks, you know, with you in regards to, hey, safety is his position, but how about doing something different? You know, have they talked talk to you about any of that, any thoughts around that part of it, of your game? You know, so I get what you're saying, special teams and all that stuff. No, just safety and the special team stuff. That's pretty much it. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a safety in this league. Got to ask, man. So what, <laughs> and I know you grind in silence, but I know you, <laughs> in, the, I know you in the lab doing something. What you over there working on, man? Oh, honestly, man, it's honestly just become it's up here. Everything is up here. That's up up here and then getting stronger. That's okay. that's that's my plan of attack this season. Obviously keeping the footwork as polished and as crisp as it always been. And then just, just becoming more flexible, becoming more stronger, and then just continue to just study the game for real. Would you say that that was one of the adjustments from coming from Toledo to going to the league? Is this more of like the film and, and, and more of the mental reps and the mental aspects and of the game? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> it's just different language. Okay. Like, that's all it really is. Like, the, the mental, like, once you understand the language and because they call routes different stuff, right? Mm -hmm. When I was in college, we called a, a corner with a hitch. We called that smash. Now y'all call it China 7. So uh... now I got to understand the different language of the game because – Certain stuff, you feel me? You call it, a, I, I call it a dig. Okay. My coach calling it a six. Okay. I got to learn that. I got to be up on that because when we go in a meeting, it ain't too much time. You feel me? No, Tyson, this is a dig. This is a six. No, I need to know what the routes is. So that's pretty much, that was the biggest kind of curve, just understanding the language and understanding what they call certain drops on defense versus what I used to call it. What? So that's that was pretty much the biggest curve as far as like the mental part, just learning that that language that they talk about. And every defense in the league got a whole different language. So no matter what team you're on, you got to learn the language that that defense speak on. Yeah, because ain't nobody holding no hands. None. <laughs> you're professional, you better if you don't know it, you better go up to your me with your coach, or you better when you get to the crib, you better open that playbook and study because it ain't stopping. Because tomorrow gonna be something else, and the next day gonna be something else, and I might even pull up that play that we did three days ago up today. And I ain't tell you about it, but you better know what it is. And you better be on your stuff. Oof. See, that's that accountability. I love that. I love that. Like, you got to <laughs> have that accountability. Cause, yeah. Because at the end of the day, if we can't trust you at practice, thank you going to the game. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't going in there. Forget no. about it. <laughs> no. Yeah, no. You ain't going in there. <laughs> like you said, you ain't getting in front of them 60,000. We even give you the opportunity to go in front of them 60,000. I was gonna mess up nothing. <laughs> <I swear. laughs> What's been like the craziest like NFL atmosphere that you've kind of taken in so far? It's been a couple of games. I gotta go. Obviously, when we played, um, we played the uh, the Dolphins Thursday night football. That game was crazy. Uh, um, we played 
um, obviously the Chiefs and Arrowhead being an Arrowhead when they do that home of the Chiefs like that yeah. that gives that was crazy. <laughs> um, the Bills when we played the Bills when all that stuff happened that atmosphere before yeah. it all happened that first the first couple couple minutes of the game that that atmosphere was so crazy it was live. Um, them probably for sure the three games that just stick out in my head and that that Bills game obviously was only one quarter. Prayers to Lamar. Shout, shout out to him for you for me recovering. Shout out to God for putting his healing hands on everything and, and making th- making everything right. But that game through that first couple minutes of that game, the atmosphere in that, that building was was ridiculous. Oh, Ravens playoff game. That was that felt a little different. That ninety nine yard touchdown by my boy Sam. That felt <laughs> that felt that place was jumping a little different. I ain't felt it like that. I want to get back, go back to the 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 experience that you talked about with the, the game against the Bills. I mean, yeah, obviously, yeah. I, I mean, man, the whole NFL community, the world, we all came together, you know, for for three. But just from your standpoint of just being there and, and, and witnessing that, did any part of you like seeing that happen up close, like? shake you or like make you think differently about the game or is it just more of like man I just hope he's good man and what was kind of like yeah. your your mindset in that moment and honestly my mindset went it, it it was such a like 360 one it was such a like crazy shift of emotion because obviously you enter the game T Higg just got the first down we turned we already up seven we turned the crowd jumping and and I was turned that we got the first down and then when I look back I seen somebody on the ground so I look back, I'm like, oh, dang. And, and literally the couple plays before, another one of their safeties got hurt. So I'm like, dang, somebody hurt again? Like, dang, you never, you feel me? You never, like, being out there, you never want to see nobody get hurt. Like, injuries happen in the game, but you feel me? You never, as a player out there, you never want to see a, any of your brothers in the league go down. So I look back, when I look back, to he on the ground. So I, all right, okay, he about to get back up. He probably just, you feel me? Maybe a little concussion, something crazy, something, something. So it's a lot slighter than what happened in the back end of it all. And then right. once the, once once he wasn't getting up for a couple minutes, you feel me? Now the game stopped. And now I'm now I'm like, okay, people saying like it's blood. So I'm like, dang, did he break his jaw? Like when he landed, like what's really going on? I really don't know. And you really can't get too close because we're on the opposite sideline. It kind of happened on their sideline. You can't really get too close, like our starters and stuff out there. But I'm just kind of staying back on the sideline, just looking. And then more minutes going by. And then Joe, like, Joe Joe Mace came over there and was like, man, it don't look good. And I'm like, it don't look good. Like, what? I'm, like, confused. Now, now everybody started to get on their knees. So now I'm really like, what's going on? I'm like, what's going on? Now everybody getting closer and closer. And you kind of, you see him out there, you feel me? He's just out there laying down. And we like, and the, and, uh, the med- medical team is doing their thing. And shout out to them because without them, man, no telling what would happen. Shout they saved his life. Knowledge. Yeah, they really did. They really Definitely. did. That was for sure. Just it was, it went from a, a time of excitement and cheering for the first down on the on the on the sideline to, man, he really out there fighting for his life. A, a time of just sadness for him. And it for sure, it for sure messed us up for sure. You can tell on, from all the reactions and all how we ended the game, it messed everybody up. It was like, and even that that next week of practice wasn't even. It felt a little off. It for sure felt a little off. The energy in the building was a little off. Everybody was a little quiet. So that was a, for sure a tragic event for the whole National Football League. I'm not gonna lie to you, bro. Like watching that, it shook me, and I wasn't even. I'm I'm not on right. the level of where Tyson's at, you know. But it shook me as a fan watching that, and I didn't feel right for it. I told Albert, I was like, man, 
I don't even feel right about the sport right now. Like it, it shook me, bro. Right. Like seeing that, man. But it also made me realize that life is so short. And that's why it's on each of us to live that shit up, right? And that's mm-hmm. the biggest thing I took from that. Outside of making I'm glad that he's okay. But within me, I'm like, man, I gotta change it up, man. <laughs> Life's too short, yeah. man. Because things can happen in a blink of an eye. You know what I mean? Uh, at the I, least expected time. Least expected. Yep, exactly. And just seeing that for you, Perez, you're right, man. It's it did hit home, but for me, it's like, you know what? These guys go out there and play football and putting their lives on the line, bro, when they're mm-hmm. out there on that field. And sometimes a lot of fans take it for granted when they're criticizing these players for so many different things. That means that makes absolutely no sense at all, you know. Yeah. That's going to just come with the game. Because, But that comes with the territory. I mean, we're yeah. in media, right? You yeah. have to sometimes have conversations. Sometimes they're not comfortable. But I feel like when you look at the situation, what happened with DeMar, I feel like what people should do a better job, but, job at is – treating athletes, treating coaches, treating team staff like human beings. I think yeah, that's yeah. the problem that I have. Yep. It's not Good about point. the criticism. It's the getting on social media and being a troll behind the computer, saying some outlandish shit that you would never say to someone in their face. Yeah. Make that's the personal. problem that I have. Yeah. yeah. Making it personal. Yeah. Back to that social media. Yeah. Whew, social media, <laughs> dangerous world, boy. Dangerous world. Hey, especially when you couple fantasy football in the mix, man. Don't don't mess up somebody's fantasy football team. Oh, boy, they be oh, in them DMs. Like, <laughs> you might get death threats. <laughs> <laughs> we we laughing, but dude, it, it, people be doing that shit, bro. I'm like, man, over yeah, here, $75 yeah, damn, fantasy football league, bro. You want yeah, it like that? I want it like, dang, you ain't give me a touchdown? I need one. <laughs> 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 like, like, dang, I don't even play offense, brother. <laughs> You're like, damn, I know I dropped the pick, but damn, give me a break. Dang, man, my fault. They crazy, though, man. They sure are, man. Hey, Tyson, man, before we get a, get, get you out of here, man, I, I want to, first of all, thank you for, you know, for coming back, man, on the show with us, man. You're a real one. We appreciate these conversations. What is just, like, one thing or one piece of advice that you would give any of the the the, the players – prospects that have left the senior bowl or the various bowls as they go into the combine because you absolutely crushed the combine last year any advice that you would have for any prospects as they kind of go down that path here in the next week no oh, yeah for the only advice i really would tell you honestly man just whatever happened whether you do good at the combine or bad just be you don't try to fake it. Don't try to be nothing you ain't. Because at the end of the day, they know who you already is. They didn't talk to the janitor at your school. They didn't talk to middle school teachers. They didn't talk to everybody. So they know who you is. They know if you normally just be who you are. If you're normally a, a uplifting person, if you're normally talkative, be talkative. If you're a dude who's chilling and just like to grind and work and, and do your thing, do that. You don't got to be nobody. You don't got to pretend to be nobody and just have fun. And, and you do them things, man. Be yourself and have fun. The week will be easy. Man, I appreciate that. Now, you you kind of made me chuckle, too, when you talked about the gender, because it's probably true. They probably was calling all kind of people asking questions about you. Huh? <laughs> they for sure call everybody. They go cross their eyes. At the end of the day, you an investment yeah. for, for a business. So just like mm-hmm. any job interview, you got you go bring references. But they going to find your references, and they know exactly where to find them at. They know exactly where you went to school at. They know your GPA. They know your teachers. They know how many times you got kicked out of class. 
they know everything. So they do that. The NFL, man, they do their research. They ain't just bringing nobody in this, in this business. They do their research. Well, like you say, man, it's levels to this. That's crazy. There's <laughs> levels to it, though. They're doing, they doing their research. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, hey, man, Tyson, thank you so much for jumping on with us. We're going to get at you, man, offline, man, because we definitely want to get out there during the preseason, man, and uh, come to one of the games and whatnot, man. But we'll, we'll get at you offline about that. Okay, bet, bet, bet. But, man, that we definitely appreciate work. you, man. And, man, dude, it's always, man, it's all love, man. We definitely always. appreciate you for jumping on, man. Sir, yes, sir. Sure that. We got to, we got to, we got to do this again, man. It's always fun getting on here, chopping it up. With hey, y'all, so. we still, hey, look, you, you told us about bowling, man. We haven't done bowling. What's up? You got to let us know what's up, man. Okay, say less. A preseason game or something, you feel me? Y'all pop down here, we get a little bowling night going. I'm a little rusty. <laughs> he already he already making excuses, y'all. He over here stretching. My man over here doing yoga and shit. <laughs> hey, man, we appreciate you, Tyson. <laughs> no, I appreciate y'all, man. All right, y'all be blessed, man. All right, man. Love, bro. Uh, yeah. Hey, dude, that was dope, man. <laughs> yeah, man. We couldn't let him get away with that one, Brad. <laughs> hey, thank you for keeping me honest on that one. But, but no, we'll definitely talk to him offline, man. We'll, we'll just make a weekend of it when we ever, whenever we go down there. Yeah. But, uh, bro, I love that episode, man, because as I had mentioned to the audience in the beginning, it's more than football, man. These guys are yeah. human, and I just wanted to make sure that we brought out that human experience. I mean, yeah. Tyson had a tough rookie year. He did. But he still accomplished a lot in his rookie year. And still wants to continue to get better, want to grow, man. He's still putting that work into it, man. So it just shows the grind and what it takes to, to be an NFL professional, man. He's showing it by example, first of all, by what kind of human being he is, but also by the work ethic that he's put into it. Well, man, audience, we appreciate you guys and your continued support of the platform. We told you we had a special guest. We hope you enjoyed the content. Next week's show, Hey, we're going to get right back to it. We're going to talk about all things Draft Combine and keep you guys in the loop with any current Bears happens. We're the Bears Centrals, and we are out. <laughs>